The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride, Media Mash, coming your way from the start, Frisco and SWC, BC uh, Podcast Studios. We, you know the crew, Jack Taylor, who's here, his book has dropped, Coach Prime and the Making of Men. Congratulations, sir. Thanks, bro. All right, we got Nick Harris here from DallasCowboys.com, and we have my favorite Omega Sci-Fi fraternity brother. He is Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm merely doing smokes. Hello, buddy. How we doing now? Doing good. All Can't right. Complain. All right. How, how the Cowboys doing? That's what we need to know. I mean, we, baseball, we fine. Baseball time. We woke up. We woke <laughs> yeah. up this morning. Baseball time. What's up with Corey Seager? Exactly. Is it a baseball time? Oh, yeah. Baseball time, man. Evan, I, I, Carter, Evan Carter turned that thing. It's baseball time. I will say this. <laughs> Jonah Heim, fast transfers. I mean, it's baseball time. Having been at the 49er game and then being at the Ranger game, last night was needed by the town. Because that 49er, that 49er loss had people feeling some kind of way, and it wasn't good. So to see the, the town get a feel good was nice. And, and get a chance for revenge. Revenge. We want revenge. We want revenge against Houston. I know somebody else wanted revenge last weekend. Get back. <laughs> somebody else wanted revenge last weekend. It didn't go too well. You, you cannot – you cannot talk about this game being a measuring stick game. You cannot talk about wanting being bitter and working out all summer and this personal because of the last two losses. You cannot talk about how the, this game will give you validation about the changes you made and, and be a shot in the arm and go out there and lay an egg like that. Why you can't? We saw the, they did. You can't. It's, it's 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 inexcusable, you know. All you know, we're from Texas. I had no cattle. I mean, you know, you you, you wrote a check, your butt couldn't cash. I mean, it, I it, read it, that it's you read that. I wrote that. It, it makes no sense. Maybe they're just not good enough. Well, somebody said they Maybe. were good enough. They didn't play well. Maybe. Michael Michael said they were. We the same team. Michael thought they they. Michael said it was. I don't know what he said. Hey, we got the same talent. We got the same team. The same it, level of team. I, oh, he said the I the shirt that, that George Kittle's wore made it personal. No, the next day. That's what I'm saying. Well, but at, the 49ers was like, no, we went into the game thinking it was. Personal. It, it, yeah, right. Debo said it was personal last night. It was personal Sunday. Right. Where, where were you? It's been personal for 30 Ex- years. Exchanging jerseys it, it, with Christian I mean, it, 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 Personal it's, before Nick was born. It was exactly. personal well before Nick was born. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? But you, you can't do that. That's, that's, well, I mean, why? I mean, I think, okay, you can't do that. Well, obviously you can because they did. But I think the bigger question is how did it happen and was it a, an anomaly? or is Because the, the no, last two times he lost in the playoffs, they didn't get beat down like that. You know, that's the that's second time for you, man. That's, that's Captain Walker. Uh, first of all, the Arizona yeah, he knows no, where you're at too, so Arizona was an anomaly. Okay, that that was supposed to be an anomaly. This this was not an anomaly. This was this was Spence Crawford. Yeah, I said that. That's what I thought. I like well, that. they just they just got beat up. They were outclassed. Yeah, that's and they were a level above. Whether that that could be true at the end of the season, it's a long season. But right now, the 49ers are a level above the Cowboys, and I but wouldn't if, say that was not the case to me last January. Okay, so that's the question. Why do you think that is, Nick? 
Uh, there's too much skill on both sides of the ball, but I think what what we really saw on Sunday night was uh, a team get out coached from top to bottom. Uh, that's uh, Kyle Shanahan came out with a phenomenal game plan. He's put his guys in positions to get open to to get down the field. Uh, d- defensively, the Cowboys were thrown out of out of whack from the very beginning as well. I mean, they had a couple of big time impact plays. The Jordan Lewis fumble. I mean, that was an opportunity for them to kind of generate some momentum out of that. Didn't quite work out. But when it comes to getting guys open, man, there's probably only two guys I can look at in the league that say that they can do it against any defense, and Kyle Shanahan's one of them. Go, go um, into also Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Yep. And and Kyle gets his his, his flowers offensively, but defensively, they. They held the Cowboys really one good drive. That, that yeah. was it. One Nothing, good drive. One drive of more than six plays, and which so, is crazy. So Steve Wilkes um, and D'Amico Ryans is now coaching in Houston. Uh, he was their former defensive coordinator. Before that was Robert Sala, now the head coach uh, with the Jets. And Steve Wilkes looks like he, more, he's already been a head coach. He should have been a head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We're now 0-5. <laughs> uh, what he's doing right now, this defense – it's playing some really good football, and they tore up the Cowboys. Yeah, when it comes to this Cowboys offense, if they can't establish the run game, then I fear for them in a game. And that's that's what the 49ers saw, and they attacked it early on. You saw the first four drives, wasn't able to get anything going. And then that allows the secondary to be so much more physical throughout the game when, when they know that the box is going to be taken care of. And that's when we saw the interceptions in the second half. And it's just a trickle-down effect from there. But it starts up front with those guys, and they, they, are, some, they are some guys. And we, <laughs> Steve Wilkes was so good, got C.D. Lamb mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and let's tell it all because it, it's a contrast. Because we, we we started praising um, Kyle Shanahan and, and the scheming, you know, and, and what he did and what he was able to do to this Cowboys defense. They were confused in the secondary. They didn't, you know, they they had a game plan and and it, it was confused. But and we talk about Steve Wilkes, but let, on the flip side. We also got to talk about how much better the Cow- the the Fortnite's offense game plan was than the Cowboys game plan. And that Cowboys offense, and it, and it goes right to the head coach who's running the offense and and and, and calling the plays. And you know, when we talk about last year to this year, the major thing they did after last year's loss was they fired the offensive coordinator, fired about eight coaches. Mike McCarthy took over the offense, took over the play calling, got rid of Kellen Moore. Not that the Cowboys had success against the 49ers under Kellen Moore because they only scored 12 points last year in that playoff game and 16 the year before. But they had scored points during the season. As we took a look at this offense, the first four games, like, okay, yeah, it's about the defense. Yeah, they're being conservative. But now in this game when they eat the offense to do something, it was no. awful. It, it 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 was awful, and there were so many people talking about the routes and the and the and people not getting open and the play designs and everything else. You know, this is a referendum on what, what the Cowboys have done uh, in the offseason since that game. And I thought they would be a lot better with the five offensive linemen being there. Yeah, me and you <laughs> I, both. I mean, I, I thought okay, seventy seven is back. Let's go and. Um, well, it's going to take them a minute to gel to a certain extent, but that has nothing to do with, with receivers not getting open, the play calls, and everything else. One touchdown. That was, you know, for all that, you know, one touchdown, which I I, I did not think was going to happen. I thought this would be a – I thought the four, I picked the 49ers to win, but I picked them to win a, a close game. I thought 49ers by four. I, not not that. Not 49ers put up 42 and then they decided, hey – We don't we want go, to score 50. You guys are now Louisiana <laughs> Directional School, so we're going to call off the dogs and bring but, in all the red but, shirt guys. But to, to me, this is – I've said along, and, and we've talked about Dak and, 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 and my defense on the narratives. Mike McCarthy said it Monday – 
this team will be led by the defense. This is a defense-led team. I'm calling plays and offense because of the defense. The Cowboys want to be the 49ers. They want to have a strong defense, a running game, where they can put their quarterback in great positions, great situations to win. Okay, and and always ahead of the change. That's that's the goal. And but they want to have a shutdown defense that's dominating, smothering, and then they can play their style of football. That's what Mike McCarthy wants to do with Dak Prescott. They say, can Dak win? He can win if you have these situations right. He's not going to elevate these guys because th- that's not his game. He's not going to put a rabbit out of his hat. But all the hope this year, why this year could be different, because this defense was supposed to be special. It's supposed to be a championship. That's what they've talked about. They've openly talked about being a championship-level defense. That was the most disappointing thing for the Cowboys going forward is that if this defense can't be special, this team ain't going to be special. And you look at the success that this defense has had against specific offenses this year. You look at the Jets, Giants, and Patriots. I think the top-ranked offense in that and those three teams is like 24th in the league. Right. So it, it, it well, Questionable quarterback cool. play, all of that stuff. Yeah. And they finally play a team with a, with a competent offense, competent head coach, and they got undressed. Let's yeah. be honest. And, you know, you know, cause, you know, it's funny because Mike McCarthy tried to point out that the, the turnovers is what caused the game to get away. It was 28-10 to 10 before Dak threw his first interception. <laughs> the game was gone. No, the game was gone. The, the defense had to stop nobody. Competitive phase was over. To me, the uh, the most humiliating part of many humiliating parts is uh, what is it? they hit Ayuk for 40. They get a call back for holding <laughs> third and 13. Who comes back and hits another 40-yard pass? I mean, how do you land? Where, where's the pass rush? <laughs> I, mean, Where, I mean, so it, those 40-yard passes are not three-step drops, okay? No, those yeah. are seven, so it's not like we, well, they're getting the ball out quick so we can't get there. Now, this was not a get-the-ball-out-quick situation. Yeah. He went out there, had plenty of time to throw, finding uh, Debo Samuels crossing, which, again, the crosses were killing the Cowboys in the secondary. But where was the pass rush? The best part, we want to put them in long situations. We want to earn the right to rush the pass. What you did was third and 14. Chance to give your offense some momentum, get back off the field, and, and get back in this game. You gave up that pass. You can't do that. Yeah, that was the end of the game for me. Whenever they converted yeah. it after that holding penalty, <laughs> I mean, that's I was... when I just started writing my article to get ready before we could go down. I was like, all right, yeah. let's get this. Let's yeah, knock this out. <laughs> I mean, because that's what you want, right? Put him in long situations. Well, Put him unfavorable down that... in distance. Yeah. That's what that's what's going to get Purdy. Put him in unfavorable down in distance because they had a lot of third and twos and third and threes, you but, know. But uh, that that's the time you get off the field. Even bigger than that is they just kicked the field goal, so it's twenty-one to ten. You right. get a stop. It's third and long. Get a stop. Maybe you can drive again, make a game of it. Even if it's 21-13, not right. one possession. If it's 21-17, you back in it. Right. But to give up back-to-back 40-yard passes, yeah, no. you can't. Again, you can't do that. It's incredible. I mean, I'm, it was so bad, I was like, wow. Really? Like, you know, then, 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 then the unconscionable penalty, you, you line up offsides. You're the safety. You line up offsides. On an incomplete pass on third down. You have a chance to get them off the field. You line. How do you line up offsides? We didn't get to ask him afterwards. He's know, talking today at 3.15. Talk, so. But, you know, but how do you – I just don't understand. Lack, that, I, I that part's a lack of focus it, it you're just, so locked in that you just – you're not focused. When, 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 when uh, Jalen Tober did that last year at Green Bay, okay, he was young and excited. But you're a veteran. You cannot line up offsides. Offense, and, and He's like a yard offsides. On third down, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's so many levels to it. Luckily, you know, they, they called the dogs off, and it was 2 to 10. <laughs> and – you guys were already gone from the interview room, but I'm kind of getting some stuff. And these two staffers were sitting in a cart outside. I didn't know they had a boom box. And next thing I know, I hear them playing We Them Boys. 
Oh, 49 Stafford. Yeah, 49 okay. Stafford. I'm like, oh, man, that's dirty. The worst part about it, they have every right. And, yeah. and I'm like, not, the team right. got a boombox, staff got a boombox. I mean, they they are just take they are rubbing it in on you. And George Kittle got the shirt, and man, I mean, they they are they are truly enjoying this this this. this As they should, it's because it was the Cowboys who actually the one was more vocal going into the game about what they were going to do and what this game meant to them. Which I, I said they were the ones who were chirping and going back to last week when you're pissing me off. He motivated me all year from the quarterback. Well, I said all week long, can you put too much into a game? I felt like it was just just too much into a regular season game. And when you put that much in and then you perform this low, what? where do you go? What? It's what? almost like when Spence fought Bud and you just like Okay, where do you go now? I, I don't know. And that's the dangerous part. That that is a really dangerous part because it ain't easy going forward. And and, and you know the Cowboys have a history of bouncing back. Uh, you know I think they were nine and one, ten and one, after, and, yeah. and, and and after a loss under Mike McCarthy the last two years, so they have a history of bouncing back. But this is different. This 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 was an indictment on everything you've done. You know since it's offseason, this was demoralizing. You know it, it was demoralizing. Now what are you going to let this? Compound and, and start spiraling another way is it, up to them. But this this was different than other losses. This was demoralizing. Let's take a break. So we've talked about what was. Let's talk about what will be, and the injury situation. We'll do that with Jock Taylor, Nick Harris, and Claire Tilton, Newey Scrooks. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash. Cowboys playing on a Monday, and it's against the Chargers. How do they bounce back? What will be after they lose with the 49ers? We're talking about it with Jacques Taylor, Nick Harris. Got Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. So, Nick, give me an injury report here because they let that game beat up, sir. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of guys expected to go onto the IR, uh, according to Mike McCarthy on Monday. Leighton Van Der Esch being the headliner there, uh, dealing with neck and back issues after um, going into that, that tackle. I think it was late third quarter whenever he slammed into Micah Parsons' thigh, maybe had a block in the back in that whole situation. But nevertheless, um, happy it wasn't anything too bad, uh, nothing structurally, uh, but it, looking like it's going to be IR for him. So at least four games. Uh, had a couple of linebackers today on, on a visit and working out, uh, looking to sign one. So uh, they're already being addressed, the depth issues there. C.J. Goodwin, special teams ace, dealing with a torn pec. Uh, looks like he's going on the IR as well. And then Peyton Hendershot, who's been dealing with an ankle injury over the course of the last couple of weeks, kind of expecting him to go on the IR here in the next few few uh, few days as well. So uh, that, that's all long-term stuff. Kevontae Turpin uh, dealt with a high sprain uh, in his ankle on the uh, on Sunday night. Um, hoping to get him back by Monday night, but honestly, if I'm if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm holding him until after the bye week. You know, I, I don't want to risk anything there. Uh, one addendum: the Cowboys are signing Rashawn Evans as a linebacker to uh, bolster the depth at the position uh, with the loss of Leighton Vanderish. It's ironic because they both were in the same draft. Yes, both were first round picks. There are a lot of talk about the Cowboys signing him, as well as uh, I think the kid from. Georgia, that's at ba- that's at Baltimore now. Who's that? Um, Baltimore's best player, best linebacker. Nicobe Dean. No, Baltimore. Patrick oh, Queen. Patrick Queen. No, no the one who came got from it, Chicago. Got it, one who came from Chicago. My mind is gone blank. You said Georgia. <laughs> he didn't play at Georgia. No, 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 you said Georgia. That's why I said Nicobe Dean. Now, I don't know who you're talking about. No, no I know a little bitty dude. Yeah, you yeah. know who I'm I talking about. I think he played at Georgia too. Yeah, Roquan Smith. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yes. Didn't he play at Georgia? Yeah, he did. Yes. He did. Okay. He did. Okay. He started, you had said Georgia, he's, so I thought he's he's he started with the Bears. He's better than Nicobe Dean. Yep. And they didn't want to pay him, so they traded him. But, but anyway, they were all in the same draft. <laughs> but the bros, I'll keep it real. Now stop it. I'll keep, uh, but, but I'm just saying, they all. I, mean, I remember, because we did draft stories and all of them. I'm just saying it's, just, it's ironic that Rashawn was out the league and not coming back. And, and Rashawn and, and Layton really never – lived up to the expectations. Certain injuries have, have played a role in Layton, but it's just kind of ironic that to follow careers of guys. You know you know who also was in that draft? Billy oh, Price, too, right? No, no. Well, no, he was. No, okay. <laughs> now I'm talking about somebody that's special that's also played that position. Fred Warner. Yeah, that's tough. Fred Warner was a Cowboy fan. Speaking of taking things personal. Was a Cowboy fan. Cowboys passed on him in that draft. He was a third-round pick of the 49ers. Who the Cowboys taking instead? Va- they took Leighton Vanderbilt in the first round. Okay. Took Connor Williams, and in then and, and then they took um, the receiver, uh, Callum. Three good picks. Are they Fred Warner? <laughs> are, are they Fred Warner? How many times do you see a team take a linebacker in round one and then go take I, one in round three? I, I don't disagree with the the, the thought process because they you know they had they had. 
Jalen Smith already on the team, ready, ready to step up. So yeah, Rod, Rod Marinelli got what he wanted. So. <laughs> Fred Warner might not have fit the scheme, like, like T.J. Watt. So just, you never know with Rod, just, right? Fred Warner's a bad dude. He, <laughs> he just now did he fit Rod's coming into his own? I but, mean, we've seen good players. Who, you know, T.J. But, Watt didn't but, fit the scheme. But, I don't know. But, but, know. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, Rashawn Evans is the guy they're targeting. Whether he goes with goes on the prep squad first or comes straight to the roster. Uh, is yet to be seen. Obviously, Malik Jefferson uh, is has been caught in the last two weeks. He's a you know obviously obviously an option there. One thing McCarthy talked about was using Michael Parsons more as an off the ball linebacker to help replace uh, Leighton Vanderbilt. I don't head, he man. don't like it. I don't like it. You know, but yeah. Why I don't not? like it. Why yeah, not? I don't like it. Hey, you don't want to take away your best pass rusher on your team. I don't, I don't care what's going on in the second level. Um, and plus, I mean, last season played 80 and a half snaps on the defensive line. This year, he's trending at 92. So let, let's let's keep you know that and try to find some another option in the second level. I, I do. Let me let me let me do something right quick. I do remember last May. It was a big controversy. I reported that the man told me oh, he was going to be a defensive end playing. I'm bucking up, come play more defense. They come, no, we haven't changed positions. He's going to do the same thing he's been doing. No one's going to, you know, uh, Dan Quinn came out. All oh, position changes come through. If I haven't said nothing, 90%, huh, on defense line? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep, ain't it something. <laughs> that's what I thought. Don't break your back. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, didn't, I don't misquote nobody. I don't. I didn't take nobody out of context. Don't misquote nobody. They be, you know, you, you know how they do us. Tell the truth, Jock Taylor. I ain't misquoting <laughs> nobody. They just mad when the secrets get out of it. <laughs> just misquote nobody. I mean, you know, ninety percent. You missed the last part of your victory lap. <laughs> bleed now. <laughs> you bleed. Bleed now. Who you gonna bleed? Me or your lion eyes? <laughs> so, how do you replace CJ Goodwin? Your special teams is. You got two guys, I, I think, immediately jumped to mind. Noah Igbenogany and Jalen Tolbert as uh, guys who can come in and play gunner. And we've seen what Jalen Tolbert can do. He had a huge tackle against the Patriots and, uh, see, as a gunner. See, Chill has no respect for specials. He's like, who cares? He's a gunner. It doesn't matter. It don't matter to yeah. get one out there who, right. who can't funny, play. We had the same debate on talking this morning. It was, it just I mean, come like, on. We, we, we don't have to waste time on this stuff. <laughs> Put a corner out there, one of the other corners out there, run down and cover the kick. <laughs> We're not – I mean – you know, it's funny because everybody, they're bringing in safeties. I mean, they're bringing in linebackers, and they got to find somebody to replace. You're not signing somebody off the street <laughs> to replace your, your, your C.J. Goodwin, okay? That's the, you're not signing the rosters. You're not wasting the roster. But if he was that good of a special teams guy, he wouldn't be on the street. Chris, please I'm, mark I, I, this take. He would not be on the please street. Please mark this take. I'm just saying. On Monday night, I'm texting you because I, 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 I will be in the game. I'll be texting you Monday night. What, hey, what, what are you going to text me for to say what? That they, the other guy couldn't measure up. Well, no, he's not CJ Goodwin. But you're not going to break your neck to sign him on the street. You're, you're, you're just going to you're going to move one of your. You're as just he said, up here saying this as is he a topic said, that we're talking about. As, as, you're as, wrong. He, as he said, they're going to move one of the corners that's on the roster. They're going to do the job, and, and they're going to keep on rolling. But you're sitting here acting like this is no not worth. It's not worthy of our time to talk I'm about. Just saying, but it's a part the, of the game. The, 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 and if you get and if somebody's running back to the house, all of a sudden, then, oh, if you're corner, you want to talk about you don't think a first round you don't think a first Around cornerback knows how to tackle. That's not and what that, I was talking and that, about. And that what Noah does. That is. And isn't he a first round pick? He is. Does he not run like the wind? He does. 
He's faster than CJ. Go tackle. Man, go out there. And coach him up. Go tackle somebody. You already got okay, and if it you already got Tober doing it. So Tober's not. If you already got Tober doing it. If it doesn't happen if it, and somebody's running to the house. Okay. And, and I guess since CJ's been on this team, ain't nobody ever got leaked in coverage. I, I, there have been no decent returns. I already been a couple this year. Stop it. Don't do that. Hey man, they put CJ Good in first class on the charter. That's all I needed to know. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't act like ain't nobody got no leaky returns on his team when he was here. That happened. It's football. Let's go play. You just make it sound like the man was just you sound like the man was garbage. No, he is special as a returner, but you're not signing somebody off the street. Because if they were special, they'd be on the team. You, you just got to go with you, what you got. But it's your attitude. That's all I'm saying. You got to go with what you got. It's your attitude. those special saying. teams. That's, that's all I'm saying. I know what you're saying. See, Nick knows what I'm saying. It's not an attitude. I understand special teams. Come on. It's, it's, then come why on. he had a face palm going? What we gonna do? We gonna do? We gonna run? No, we gonna run? No, out there and let him play. Okay, you out here there flexing like you don't. The thing is though, excuse me if I'm wrong, New. I don't think we ever said we were gonna sign somebody off the street. Just what you? No, no. There's been talk. I mean, I've been. No, no. There's been there's been discussion like when 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 all the stuff came out about the Cowboys. You some some Cowboy reporters tweeted about yeah they also need to find a replacement for CJ Goodwin. You know when they was talking about Rashawn them coming in. Come on, nobody's not this table. We're so, just, so I'm just talking in general. I'm talking we're, for the we're people. We're on the media, I'm mask, talking for the and people. I'm sitting around here talking about. <laughs> and I'm you t- had, you had arguing with the door teams frame. Teams no, no, no. I'm now. talking to what the. Do do? I'm talking to the audience. Definitely, because there are people in the audience yeah. who, who who think that. I'm just talking. I'm talking to the audience. It's not just us four. We have an audience. I'm trying to get them some information. They're not signing about on the street. People, for CJ Google. People. Uh, honestly, Noah Benogany and Jalen Tolbert, they're more than up to the task. I think the only thing that you uh, you maybe lack there is trying to find an on-field leadership guy, but we talked to Bones Fossil on, on Monday, and that was actually a question I asked him, who steps up there, and he feels confident in a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that can step up there. And, a, and another question, I'm going to stay on special teams here. <laughs> Turpin. Yeah. Dealing with a, a high ankle sprain. If he's not going, are you comfortable with Deuce Vaughn returning punts? Uh, no, me personally. I just I haven't loved what I've seen from Deuce on the field so far this season. Man. Get Rico back there or just get someone back there that can punt catch rather than punt return. And in that sense, put CD back there. That was something we talked about on the last podcast. It's 88. It might give him some more touches. Any. You trying to get him some more touches? He got his wish. They give him about four more games. <laughs> Maybe five. They going to have five stops? I said four. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> if you figure they get 11 possessions, we'll get some more touches. Hey, CD, get out there on that punt return and I mean, recklessly like, kill yourself to get the extra touches. My man might have it right. Punt catch. <laughs> man might be out there bring some sooner magic, you know, like they had the other night. Ah, some more sooner magic. That's tough. Ah, you dirty. That's you tough. dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> Now, see, the deuce, fine. deuce is fine back there. Yeah, I just... He, he has a chance to make... Of anybody, he's the one who has a chance to make a play. Yeah, but he had the muff punt in preseason. He had the bobbled kick return la- uh, in the end zone that, against San Francisco. He was nervous. Just, he was nervous. Right. Who's to say which, he won't be on Monday night in Which LA? is why I bring up an 88, you yeah. know? Hey, they ain't going to be down on the other end of the field. You might not be able to contact him <laughs> get back there. I mean, I, he could be away this. from the team. He have a mojo moment. He, he could be away from the team not talking to nobody. Uh, there's there one under the radar option, Jalen Moreno-Cropper. He's a guy that they could elevate from the practice squad. A Turpin cannot go. Has a ton of return experience from college and got a lot of return work during the preseason. So that's an option if they feel like they need to put a guy back there that can return. We just so. cannot ignore special teams and act like yeah. it's not a part Let's of the Let's talk about the kicker. I mean, he's been perfect. Perfect. 50-yard field goal Go in, 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 in the wind and all that stuff. Go ahead. Good job. 
He's perfect. That's all you got. But yeah, mean, we, you learned you can count on him. Okay. I mean, I'm expecting, I'm expecting like, you to give me a documentary okay. like Michael Jackson let, 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 on let's, this, man. Let's, <laughs> let's see who had the best performances in San Francisco. Tyler Smith. Yep, Deron Bland. Deron Bland was solid. The kicker was good. Yep. Price stops there. And, and, and well, Turpin. Turpin was good. You yeah. know, the offense went down and Turpin got hurt. <laughs> let's take a break. He had a touchdown, man. Turpin was a talk, bright. He was a bright talk, spot. Talking to you is draining, man. It's it's a bright draining. spot. Clarence Hill, Nick Harris, Jacques <laughs> Taylor. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find Find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. All right, we got Jacques Taylor. His new book is out. It's called Coach Prime and the Making of Men. You've got Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. And Fort Worth Star Telegram's own Clarence Hill, who's got a back and forth on Twitter with Dante Whitner. So it's been very entertaining for those of you who have not seen Clarence and Dante Whitner going at it. So. Listen, I, 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 I just, I just, you know, and I, it's not just Whitner; it's all of them. And you know, Michael Parsons called him out. Tyreek Hill's called him out. The former players who are not analyzing anymore just call them players, their own brethren, trash and garbage. Can I say, can I say the word ass on here? I don't know We've what can you do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was checking, but that's what they said. Those are their words, not my words. I mean, and I just, I mean. Again, I grew up with John Madden. I grew up with we had telestrated people explaining why. Tell me why Dak Prescott didn't play well. Tell me why what the 49ers did to flummox the Cowboys offense. Don't just tell me Dak is garbage and Dak sucks. 
Right. I mean, that's just disrespectful. Be professional about what you're doing. Be professional about the game. You can, you can criticize Dak and everybody else, but there's no need to have some professional man's name the way they're going. No, and, and, and first of all, and, and it's funny with Dak. You're not starting eight years in the league. You don't have the team record for touchdown passes. You're not have team record for comeback wins if you suck and you're trash. There's a reason why he's not playing well. Let's talk about that. That's what I'm saying. Why are they not playing well? That's the problem I have with all those, all those analysts who are just hot take and quick take and looking to go viral with these moments. They just, I don't know what's going on with your broadcaster. You're the broadcaster here at the table. <laughs> it's your industry. Well, you know, I think a lot of it is, and I'll speak for you, Nui. Thank you. I mean, you, you're not talking about journalists. You're talking about ex-athletes who haven't been trained. And, you know, and a lot of times they... They just they they know it, but they can't speak it eloquently or they can't articulate it, and so they resort to that. That's not all of them, obviously. No, it's not all. You have some good ones that, that do a good job, and but but again, there should be some professionalism and decorum. Howard Cosell spoke about this years ago when they started putting athletes in the Monday Night Booth. He was opposed to them, like Joe Namath and, and O.J. Simpson. He called it the jockocracy. Don man, and but Don was good, right? Dandy was good. They they had their issues at times. But what we're seeing now are companies putting people on and just telling, basically, tell, yeah, you know, let me hear what you have to say. And and guys are are getting on TV and they're finding themselves doing too much. Yeah. And Rodney Harrison is my friend. I, I like Rodney a lot. But when he was doing that show after the— after the Kansas City Jets game, he was doing too much and talking to Chris Jones like they just boys hanging out when he when he right we're he not at about, a barbershop. Uh, what he you're, said you're about Zach Wilson and, and, mm-hmm. I, and I chatted with Rodney a little bit after after the 49er game because he he did the show out there. Um, and Rodney called Zach Wilson and and he he knew okay this is not where I want to where I want to go right. uh, where I want to go with this but um, we we have a problem right now. One guy's you know not being trained, but then just um, firing off too much. When I was doing NBC Sports Radio, I had Bart Scott, right? So Bart, another another line stepper, and and there were times when you know I would during a break, Bart, hey, we kind of want to stay away from that. Um, who are the people that are employing them? Right. And also, the other people that come and just say, "Yeah, let's not do this." I remember working with Drew Pearson at times, and and there were a couple times where Drew would want to. I want to say this, no, no, Drew, you can't say that. I can, but that's not what we want for you. And Drew, listen to me. So I I think that comes yeah. to a point of, you know, who's the quote unquote host, and then who's talking to people and coaching them because I still think that that's what you have to do in this well, industry with it, people to say, hey, that's not who we want to be, and that's probably not who you want to be. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that number one. Everybody has started wanting to be Charles Barkley and do some things that Barkley did. But Barkley is, has a, you know, he laughs at himself. He doesn't take himself seriously. It, it works with Barkley. But these testosterone field NFL players, they're like, you're trash, you're this, you're. I mean, like, it ain't the same when Barkley says I'm terrible and shakes his head. It doesn't come. But yes, the producers co sign this. There's no way that speak for yourself and Shady McCoy gets to continue to say that stuff this, and they don't co sign it. So this one also comes into what we've seen from Donald Trump. Right. And and what we've seen when he 
took the political debate storm, and it was by calling people names, you know, Lion Ted. Right. Uh, I see this low-energy Jeb Bush. You know, you started going after all these people, and people thought this was funny, this was good, and it got more eyeballs, more eyeballs. And I think that is now permeated over here in the sports where you've got guys who, like you said, are not – not not trained journalists that just want to fire off stuff and say any old thing. Right. I think it has started to seep down, and it's become unappealing television. And then, of course, you look at the debate shows out here and but bring these guys on, and, 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 it's, and it's filtered out there where we've lost a decorum for people. But sadly— because it gets retweeted, they get engagement. I was going to say, and they we, get, live, and we live they, in a social media world. That's, that's the, that's that's the catalyst they, of all of it. They, they get engagement. So Dante Witness retweeting all the stuff and retweeting his comments and, and speak. That's what they do because people are not watching it. So to get attention, they do this and they put it on social media. So that's what we're paying. Because I, I, I don't watch Speak for Yourself but or itself. What's, I don't even know what the name of the show is. And, and But you only see their stuff because they put it on social media and, and try to go viral. Yeah, you also have the the whole Stephen A. Smith syndrome, which is I'm gonna say something loud and make you listen, not realizing that you know he was a reporter and a, you know a columnist for many years. True, in and and not realizing that much of his stuff now is sensationalism to get attention. I mean, his takes on the cowboy. He loves Jerry Jones. He loves a lot of cowboy players. He knows when he does that. Oh, that part it, is it's stick. The, that, it's stick. It's, it, it's stick, and so. And, but there's a difference. But but shade, these other people are not stick. They really have hatred, you know. And like I said, it was funny to me because we, we. I know we're off topic, but Michael Irvin, unabashedly big time cowboy fan. Okay, on TV does all this stuff as well. You've never seen him use his cowboy fandom to denigrate anybody, sure, other players, and these guys who are unabashedly Eagles fans, whatever else. Use their platform to go after the Cowboys because they're Cowboys. And that's the problem I have. Not legitimate debate. Not legitimate analyzing of what's going on. Just making it all personal. And that part of it is is the issue, Nick, is we have made things personal. And once again, I, I go back to, to that whole run as Donald Trump was running for president. That was what he did, and, and that was something we hadn't seen in politics. And I'm telling you, seat down, and that's what these debate shows are becoming. You get these players on here who feel like they can go and call other people this kind of stuff, and, and it's made it personal. And it's also, oh, by the way, entertaining. Because people are showing it over and over again, and people have found a joy in watching the insults of other folks. Right. And that's that's sad. Right. That, that and, is, and, 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 and and the Cowboys, because of their attention, because of their American true. team, and like, oh, you're just being, you know, you're just taking up the Cowboys. You're just, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's how you're doing it. You can you can do what you want, but for, for a huge segment, it's okay to bash the Cowboys. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, I can, I can, I have seen it from people who are who are colleagues and friends of mine. Yes. And you do you, you do shake your head. I, I think there's ways that we can go about this without calling people, name-calling yeah. people. Um, and, there's and there's d- more to our profession than that, too. It, it should there, be. There's, there's a lot of education that I feel like just needs to happen across the board, and uh, it needs to happen away from social media. And, and this is where you start to go back to management. This is where management's, you know, people who run, who are editors and producers and, and general managers and news directors, they have to get involved and start to say, hey, guys, this isn't what we want. And, and there's a way you go about saying things. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. I, I'm lucky that we, right here uh, on the Dallas Cowboys podcast network, we don't, we don't, people don't do that. No. People don't do that. They, you can be critical, 
without trying to be insulting or personal and crossing the line. And unfortunately, you've got folks out here and you've got net networks, you know, Fox Sports is that's what they do. FS4, they're into that. And and when Shady came out there to training camp, he was unabashed about it. He and Nacho, man, they are they, they. But they, they just came for the show. Right. They didn't the even watch practice. The entertainment right. part. They didn't watch practice. They came and said, "We showed up." Well, you didn't talk to nobody. You didn't get on inside. <laughs> that's that's my point. Is even with Dan Lorlowski and some people who make statements about the Cowboys, have you talked to anybody inside the organization and got what they feel and what they say? You know, then you can make your opinion. Have you watched them and what they do before you make this opinion? That's your job. That should be your job. Put it that way. You, you'd like to think that, but it, it, it's that way. And I'll say this: it, that this is the tough part about being a quarterback here. From, from no, it's Tony, part of yeah. Tony Romo to Dak Prescott is it gets magnified a whole lot. You, you're getting paid a lot of money, and it comes with the meal. Uh, it, this is what happens if you're playing for the Lakers. Uh, and, and luckily for Sha- Shaquille, right. social media wasn't around. No. And he was his first three years when they couldn't win anything because he took a beating in town. I took a beating in town because I was I was always behind <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I took the rate but for four hours at times. I would take a beating for Shaquille O'Neal right. and my belief that that he would end up being the player he was. But this is uh, it's 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 challenging. It yeah, is a challenge. Yeah, it, it, for, listen, for these players. And, and, and listen, uh, I'm not feeling sorry for Dak. Okay, no, to a yeah, certain extent, Dak, Dak is one in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for forty million dollars, from, from, from where he came from, from where he came from, he is one in life. Yeah, Dak and Romo. I mean, they, you talk about they, some guys they, in their situation. He, he has one in life. But yeah, but he's a competitor. He wants to, to be. But he wants to win and all the other stuff. But just some of the stuff is just is just the victory. It's even with Romo, it's worse now just because social media is different. All these shows weren't on in 2016 before. You know, the, 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 the daily element, the number of shows, the social media, the, the focus is different right now. And, and the vitriol is just, whew, it's, 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 it's ugly, even among Cowboy fans. And that's, what, that's what's crazy to me because they, the, the national shows have Cowboy fans hating on their own players. They're a cowboy fan. Yeah, he he deserves it. He sucks. Get rid of him. Yes, he just because they're they're mad and it's just the the twenty eight year malaise, the twenty eight year sure. drought. That's all heaped right now, and they want it now. The the trade the trade talk ones are really funny. <laughs> so yeah. you're you're not happy with him, but you're gonna go trade for yeah. three first round picks. <laughs> so you're trading him for all this capital and don't realize you got a no trade clause. I brought it to somebody. So what about the cap hit? The cap is not real. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ask ask the Eagles if it was real Wentz. Ask ask the Rams if it was real with golf. It is real. It is real. But sixty one point nine million dollars. What are you going to do? Um, it, it's just very interesting. I, I my guy Chris Candy. You know we know Chris yeah, from our time. Yeah. Chris out there last week talking about trade Justin Fields. Now his his value will never be higher. Like to who? To what and what you going to get? There's no guarantees out there. We see with all these quarterbacks. We see with Trey Lance, bless his heart. There are no guarantees because you draft a guy high that he's going to hit. You know, but 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 to, to be fair, these are all legitimate questions. That's what's, you know, I know we got to close, but that's what this week and this season is about because now it's a referendum on do you sign Dak to long-term and what you do with his contract? That's a bigger referendum on the head coach. The head, I was getting to the head coach. You know, he fired everybody. You know, if this thing goes awry, he, he's gone. CeeDee Lamb's contract. All this stuff is on the line. And then the other part is 
Once upon a time, you say, hey, okay, if McCarthy's gone, who's next in line? Oh, obviously it would be Dan Quinn. Back, back up right here, real quick. Yeah. Because we heard Jerry yesterday on 105.3 The Fan say, Dak is his guy, can get the Cowboys where they want to go. How do you feel about what he said? Sorry, I mean, that's what Jerry's supposed to say now. And that's what he's going to say. And, again, we, we even if the Cowboys want to move on with Dak, they're not moving on to after 2024. They're locked into the contract. Now, they may not sign to an extension, but they're locked into 2024 because of the cap hit. So he's saying what he has to say, what he's supposed to say, just like he supports the offense. He's going to say all the right things the fifth week of the season. Nick? I agree with uh, I agree with Clarence here. I don't necessarily agree with Jerry uh, unless Dak is in a system that's playing to his strengths, and I just don't feel like that's what's been happening these first five weeks. Uh, they're, they're forcing him to be something he's not. Well, I mean, the whole thing is we'll see, and the extension talk is the most curious talk to me because we all assumed he gets one. Well, if he doesn't, how does that how does that play out? Yeah, then then you then you're you know playing next year as a lame duck quarterback with them looking for the future, and you get nine, and you got a sixty nine million dollar cap hit. So all of that's on the line to me in the rest of the next eleven twelve games. And this is why we watch. They are getting ready to face the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday. How do they make sure that one loss doesn't become two? How do you move forward? Look, the 49ers are the 49ers. They're Bud Crawford, but you're not facing Bud Crawford next week. I will say there's a really good opportunity here for this offense to bounce back. Chargers giving up some of the most pass yards in the league right now. So if they if they want to get this offense back on track, figure out this pass game, this vertical game, they better do it this time. Nobody gives you a chance like Brandon Staley. <laughs> now that is true. Nobody in the business. Nick Harris, thank you. Clarence Hill, thank you. Jock Taylor, thank you. I'm Newey Scruggs. Talk to you next time right here on the Media Matter. Show on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?